You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As our world continues to turn, no shortage of things to talk about. No shortage. I want to talk about something today, which I think is going to help you. It's helped me tremendously. I've been doing a little recalibration. I don't know if you noticed. I've been recalibrating a lot. You know, I'm always looking to see, Lord, am I on track? Am I in your perfect will? Is there something that I could be doing better? I, I'm a continual work in progress. Those that know me know that. A continual. I want to be teachable. It's a big deal. It's a big part of who I am. Because there's a lot of people I feel like that just figured that they have it all figured out. And a long time ago, someone said something to me. They said, the minute you think you have your walk with God figured out, you better get on your face and your knees. Because we are, we are constantly evolving. We're constantly learning. We're constantly going deeper in our walk. At least we should be. And in the word of God. I mean, if you'd go back to the three-year-old, you know, version of myself, you know, go back in time three years, I'd be in a much different place than I am today. I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. Have you? I believe many of you have. We've all learned. We're adapting. We're learning. And one of the things that I found myself doing for a season is really getting kind of caught up, if you will, in a lot of the headlines that were out there, a lot of the podcasters and people that were saying a lot of different things. I was certainly caught up in that for a while and I had to pull back and recalibrate and get back into the word more because if I'm spending more time listening to podcasts as a Christian, especially as a pastor, but as a Christian, then I am listening, you know, into the word of God and to the voice of the Lord. I'm in trouble. I've got to hear the voice of the Lord. And so we've got to learn to tune out a lot of these voices now a lot of them are good people some of them are real patriots they're you know real real warriors they're standing they're doing powerful things thank you thank you for doing those things but i've also realized there is a business aspect to it and i tell my mom this because she sends me a lot of videos and stuff i said mom that person is making money off that video believe it or not um you know there's there's more to it you know and so there's there's an uh, incentive if you will even on our side uh, for clicks, for likes, for follows, for all that. There's a, there's a there's a business aspect. So sometimes though, some of these people will put headlines up that are very bombastic headlines in order to draw a lot of viewership. And a lot of amazing people like yourself will get real. Um, you know, it's not even the urgency. It's like it's almost like a panic from their broadcast because yes, they're reporting true things, but they're kind of over enunciating them have you seen this where, where it so yes it's real but then there's like an over enunciation of it to where it, it becomes a panic and we've got to guard ourselves against that because look we're in it but we're not of it and almost every day there's a big headline so that you know a lot of these people really kind of hone in on that and they and they they take it to a whole another level and almost every day you would think the world is coming to an end well we got to be careful with that too so, you know, from the prophetic, which we've talked a lot about, to a lot of the influencers and podcasters and people that are out there, good people, not bad people. Some of them are bad people, but some of them are utilizing the modern 
internet uh, setup with streaming platforms and podcasts and all these things to then over enunciate something that is an important issue, but making it even a bigger issue so that they can then cash in on it. So just be careful. And this is why we need discernment. This is why we need discernment. And so as I've been seeking the Lord and just asking him, how do we navigate all this? Because there's so much to navigate. Um, one of the things the Lord has shown me is, you know, just what you would know he would show you is, hey, Todd, focus on the word. Focus on what's pure. Focus on what's righteous. Focus on what's holy. Folk, be about my business. What do I tell you to do? What's my great commission for you? To go and make disciples, right? To love thy neighbor. To love me. To love the Lord thy God. The first greatest commandment. And so I want to talk about Jesus today being in the boat. This is, this is a full circle broadcast because this was the message that God gave me when the initial pandemic started, okay? This is what God said to me as I said, Lord, I need a, a message to share when, when everything was hitting the fan with COVID. Remember that? Like in the very beginning. And people weren't even sure. They weren't even sure what was even going to happen. They weren't even sure, you know, is, is this it? Is this the end of the world? What's going on, you know? And so um, the Lord gave me this message about when Jesus was in the boat. Now, the story of Jesus calming the storm is told in three synoptic gospels, by the way. And what I want you to do in, in, as we read from Matthew and from Mark and from Luke today, I want you to really get this teaching because this is gonna set you up for success as the things continue. There's gonna be bombastic, crazy headlines, real headlines, in the next few weeks, in the next few months that are going to blow your socks off. I mean, there's going to be things that are going to be happening that are going to be huge, that are going to be big, that are going to be significant. And what do we do? How do we deal with this as believers? Do we walk around panicked every day? Uh, do we send, you know, everybody's video to like 5 million people? Are you sitting there sending videos? To, I mean, it's good. I mean, I get it. I, you guys do it to me. I probably do it once in a while too, sending, you know, different. You got to hear this video. Are we really focused on what Jesus is wanting us to do? Are we getting people saved? Are we getting people set free? Are we getting them delivered? Are we getting them healed? This is what we need to be focused on. Uh, so, you know, Jesus had been teaching near the Sea of Galilee. And afterwards, uh, I'm just going to kind of color this in here. He wanted a respite from the crowd. So he decided to take a boat with the apostles to the opposite shore where they, you know, they could get some alone time. You know, they could hang out. This is found in Mark 4, uh, 35 through 36. Now, the Bible reports not long after they sailed, Jesus fell asleep, and there was this storm that came, a big storm. You can find that in Luke 8, 23. Now, in two important points that reveal the true, you know, the humanity of Christ, even though he was fully God and fully man at the same time, he needed to rest, and he needed time away from the crowds. I can understand that. Uh, you know, I, I always tell my wife, like when I'm going full speed and we're at some type of event or conference or things like that, I have to be on the entire time because people come up and they, they share very important needs. They need prayer. Um, you know, they want answers to certain things, certain things. So I have to be on my A game is what I call it. I got to be alert. I got to be sober minded. Of course, I got to be uh, in the spirit. I got to be prayed up and it's it, it can be draining. Any of you that are ministers or that you've done anything along those lines before, in any type of leadership capacity, you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, after I am spent, I am tired, I gotta go get rest. Like, if I don't get a good night's sleep or rest, my body will start getting sick. 
um, you know, because of the emotional drain and the physical drain, and I'm just exhausted, right? So this is showing that even Jesus, who's fully God and fully man, at this time in his ministry, he needed time away. He needed rest. He was exhausted. And um, he was so exhausted that even the boat that was rattling around, battering around in the water, according to Matthew 8, 24, it didn't even awaken him, right? So this should help us to realize that Jesus was genuinely human. Of course, he was still God uh, with the same basic, basic needs that we all had. His humanity is part of what qualifies him to be our merciful intercessor between God the Father, to be that connection of a sinful man back to a holy God. We need a savior. We're sinners in need of a savior. This world is fallen. It, that's why we've been talking about in it, but not of it. This is a broken, fallen world. And if we think that this world is somehow gonna suffice or satisfy our needs or fill our voids, it's not. If we think that things of this world are going to do that, they're not. We have got to be in tune and in alignment with the spirit of living God. If we don't do that, I'm telling you right now, friends, we won't have the energy. We won't have the strength. We have to be in the spirit. That's why I don't even understand why any Christian would not want to be in the spirit. My goodness. Of course you want to be in the spirit, you know? Um, I, I just don't even understand anybody that would not, not want to be in the spirit. But there's some people that argue me on that. I don't want to be in the spirit. Well, that's up to you. But I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> if you don't want to be in the spirit, you're going to be very handicapped in this world because, you know, there's going to be trials in this world, but he's overcome it. But by the spirit is where we get our sustenance, our manna, our energy, our strength, our guidance. That's why we got to be filled with the Spirit. In order to do that, we got to, of course, accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, as our Lord and Savior. Confess with our mouth, believe in our heart. He stands at the door of our heart knocking. And so, you know, the text doesn't say uh, which apostles were with Jesus on the boat. It's probable that, you know, seasoned fishermen, at least uh, four of the 12 were aboard because there were several that were fishermen, right? Remember that? And so these men were quite familiar with the ways of the sea. So I want to get more into this. This is going to really set you up for success if you stay tuned today. And, and this is what we're doing. We're walking through what we call kingdom dynamics and principles. We talked about the peace that passes understanding uh, in it, but not of it. This is a kingdom dynamic. It's, it's, it's something that we have to understand. Jesus is in the boat with us in the trial. Okay, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show, pastortodd.org. Right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. We had a nine-minute segment here. We're going to be talking about Jesus. What's the significance of him calming the storm? Why, why did he calm the storm in the boat? Why do we need to know that story? Because we're in a storm right now. You're, you're going to go through storms. So a lot of it with the fruit of the Spirit, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. What is the fruit of the Spirit? But the, the, the deal is, how do you know them? You know them by their fruit. How do you know Christians? You know them by their love. You know them by their fruit right? And so how do we exude the spirit? Well, you know, it's the fruit, you know, and, and, and being in the word because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. But there's something about the peace that passes understanding, which we've been talking about recently, that knowing Jesus is in that boat with you and he's not going anywhere. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He is with you in the boat. 
And we need to understand this, that Jesus is in the boat. We need to get it. Because if we don't understand that, we're not going to apply that faith that we know he's going to get us through whatever it is that you're going through. You're going through a medical diagnosis. Your, your family member is going through a medical diagnosis. You're going through a, a difficult time in your life. Maybe stressful, you know, um, bills that need to be paid or something that's going on. Hey, guess what, though? He's with you. He's in the boat. And so this is what God wanted us to understand. Okay, now, again, although the text doesn't say which apostles were there, it's probably the seasoned fishermen, at least four of them, right? And these people were quite familiar with the ways of the sea. And this was not their first time, uh, you know, in some type of storm on the Sea of Galilee, which, by the way, it's known for its sudden raging storms. So even these professional, professional fishermen were frightened by the storm. This tells us it could have been maybe a bigger storm than normal. You know, this was a real violent one. And it was at the point where they were actually fearing they could die. So it must have been pretty bad, right? I mean, you can find that in Luke 8, 24. They literally were feeling like they were going to die. And the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was filling, okay? And Jesus was in the stern. He was asleep on a cushion. Now, I just want you to understand, like, the significance of this whole thing playing out here, okay? Because there's a lot of people like, Pastor, look at the world. It's insane. What's happening? And I get it. Again, you're watchmen. You have the Issachar anointing of understanding and discerning the times. And so you're like, yeah, there's an urgency. There is. I mean, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. But as, as it keeps getting crazier, here's what's going to happen to the spirit-filled believer. You're going to have more and more peace because we're, we're now seasoned, and, and we understand, you know what? There, there's going to be some crazy stuff. This is it. This is what the Bible talked about. Like, when I say this is the greatest hour of the church, I'm not saying that like in a boastful way, like, you know, it's going to be tough. And God is looking for thick-skinned Christians. But if we, if we just, at every storm, at every wave, at every crashing, you know, wave that's coming towards us, whether it's Donald Trump getting arrested or, you know, whatever it may be, the economy or banks collapsing or, the war in the Ukraine that could be advancing to the next level and you know all these different things that are very real China flexing its military muscle and might around the world and you know a possibility of invasion of Taiwan I could just go on and on the, this introduction of the central bank digital currency there's real crazy stuff that's going on yeah I see it by the way and people say well you know you see it but you're not worried of course I'm concerned as I go deeper in my own faith journey and I get more and more into the word and less and less listening to like other voices that are out there that are doom and gloom and panic. And I, I really listen and believe what the word of God says, which word it avails to me that peace that we've been talking about that passes understanding. I understand it's almost like Neo in the matrix. If you've ever watched that movie, you start realizing like, you know, yeah, we're really, we're in it, but we're not of it. It's like, you know, this is all designed to discourage us, to distract us, to, to cause us to run away from our faith and, you know, not to trust God. But if we listen to what the Bible says, which the Lord has proved to me over and over, over, and over again, that the Bible is true. And this is the, the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's like the manual of life and it's living and if I believe it and I walk in it, there's going to be favor and blessing on my life and I will be okay. As I start applying these things and principles, 
you know, all of a sudden it's like, I just don't want to, I don't care so much about panicking and, and being so afraid. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's like, we understand who we are. We understand the God that we serve and where he is. He's in the stern of this boat, right? And so the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling and Jesus was in the stern asleep on the cushion and it's significant that Jesus was sleeping because his sleep was deep and sound. Even though there's this storm, his sleep was deep and sound. And meanwhile, the, vo- the boat is already filling. And the Bible says the sleep of a believer will be sweet and peaceful because he knows the Lord is with him. Oh, where does it say that, Pastor Todd? Well, it says it in Proverbs 3.24. What about Psalm 4.8? Okay, this is why Jesus, when he, when he was awakened, he rebuked the disciples with the question, have you still no faith? That's in Mark 4.40. This is a real significant story, and I'm just so thankful that during the initial stages of the pandemic, the Lord dropped this in my spirit because I think this really helped me get through even that period of time, and now we're in a new season, but the waves continue to rage, and the storm continues to gather, and and, and to the unbeliever and to the person that doesn't have faith, you're going to get, you're going to get messed up. You're going to, you're going to get you know, totally caught up, totally messed up. Some people are going to, I mean, when the banking crisis has happened, you know, when there's been past recessions, some people in the banking industry commit suicide. I mean, people jump off buildings. I mean, it's crazy what happens because they're so full of, you know, just fear and, and discouragement and they have no sense of hope and no sense of peace and no sense of rest that's found in Christ. So, you know, that's the deal. And so it's significant that Jesus was in this deep sleep because he's showing us, look, he, it's not even is he, is he not even worried. He's not worried at all. He's not even the least bit worried because he knows who he is. And so when he wakes up, he's not worried about the storm. He's not worried about the waves. He's not worried about the sea. What is he actually addressing right when he gets up? Well, the first thing he does is he rebukes the disciples because he says, why don't you have any faith? Don't you know who I am? And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I know somebody out there is thinking something right now because you're going through something. And I just want you to know Jesus is in the boat with you. He's, he's, he may be quiet right now. He may not have, have made his move yet, but he's outside of time. He already knows how this whole thing is going to go. He already knows what's going to happen. He knows how it's going to end. He knows you're going to be okay, by the way, because you're on the winning team. And we know how this whole thing ends. And your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're on the right side. So you're in the middle of it because you're not outside of time like Jesus. You're freaking out, some of you. I'm just, let's just be real. Come on. Have I freaked out before? Sure. Sure, I have. Some of you are in that place. And I just feel like there's a reason why God's got you on this broadcast today listening to this message. Because this isn't about me or the ministry or anything like that. This is about a message from the Lord which says, look, I'm in the boat with you. And when he woke up, he the first thing he did wasn't calm that sea. He, he's going to get to that, okay? He did, but the first thing he did wasn't that. Listen, stay tuned right now. Very important message. PastorTodd.org. Jesus is in the boat. We're right back. Good, done, no 
All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. Jesus is in the boat. He's in the boat in your situation. He's in the boat in your marriage. He's in the boat in your financial situation. He's in the boat in your health situation. He's in the boat at your job. Right? I mean, Jesus is in the boat. He has not left the boat. Thank you, God, that he is the one that has the authority to calm the wind and the sea in your situation. Now, I find it interesting that when he woke, no, I'm not talking about, he was not woke, by the way. (laughs) I saw some leftist thing the other day. They were trying to say that some conservative uh, influencer, I guess, couldn't define what woke is. You know, they were making fun of her. It's so ridiculous, the whole woke thing. I mean, it's just a joke. Woke is a joke, and if you go woke, you go broke. Y'all know that. It's demonic is what it is, and I wish more pastors would call that out. It's demonic, the whole woke thing, okay? But when Jesus awoke, different, different, okay, when he awoke, when he was awakened, okay, and, and he looked around, and the first thing he did was not calm the storm. I think this is significant. Why? because he wasn't worried about it. See, Jesus knew exactly who he is. He, he knew that's not even a problem. Of course I can stop that. Of course I'm in control of that. Now, I often say there's a lot of people that go out there and they say, you know, Jesus is in control. He's a God's in control, God's in control. And they say that about everything. And I say, you gotta be cautious and careful with that because yes, he is in control. He's never stepped down from the throne. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. Yes, ultimately he is in control. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him. True, I agree. But he was in control when World War II happened. He was in control when the children of Israel went into captivity multiple times. He was in control when Jerusalem was destroyed. He was in control when the temple was destroyed. So, you know, that's kind of a cop-out, I think. Although I understand that it gives a lot of people peace and ultimately it is true. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think we have to understand that bad things do happen. God allows them to happen. And so when we look at this situation, it's not like the storm wasn't happening. It was happening. It was taking place. See, there's a lot of people that over-spiritualize things too. Have you noticed that? Emotionalism. Over-spiritualization. Everything is like you know, that's what I call the Christian aliens. You know, when they come at you, you know, when I got saved, that was weird to me. When the people were coming at me, I call them Christian aliens. It was like they were speaking another language, Christianese. And they were coming out at me with all these spiritual talk. And I think it was over-spiritualized. I could, I could see through it. To me, it wasn't authentic. It wasn't real. I just want real. How many of you agree with that? You just want real. You, you don't need the, the Christianese lingo and people trying to, act like they're holier than thou but at the same time you appreciate someone when they keep it real and that's what jesus was doing he keeps it real he's the ultimate real person okay i mean even though he was fully god and fully man he's he's real he's so real he doesn't mess around he's not like putting on an act you know he's not trying to front or trying to look cool he could care less about that trust me He's Jesus. He's God. He's the creator. He was there in the beginning. He's the word. And so he, he awakens and, and 
Yes, the storm is raging, but the first matter of business to him was not the matter of the storm. I want you to connect this today because your situation is the same. What do you mean, Pastor Todd? What I mean is whatever it is that your situation is. Listen, have I gone through challenges in my marriage over the years? Sure. Have we worked it out? Yes, we have. Do I praise God for my wife? I do. Have I had tough situations where the finances weren't there? And I really was pushed to the limit in my faith? Yes. Have I had times where my body was not responding correctly and I knew there was something wrong? Mm Mm-hmm. So I get it. I relate. But what Jesus is showing us in this, just as he did when he was tempted, and he said, it is written, you know, man shall not live on bread bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. What is the word of God? Him. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. Jesus is the word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing what? Hearing the word of God. That's why it's so important to hear the word, to know the word, to hide it in your heart, to study yourself approved. You got you to gotta yield that sword. You know, it, it's important. But here's the thing about this whole thing is Jesus awakened and what did he do? He rebuked the disciples with the question, have you still no faith? Look what I've done. Look how many times I've come through for you. How many many miracles do you need to see to believe me? How much truth do you need? What is is it going to take for you to finally trust me? How many times in your life has it happened over and over and over again where I've shown you I'm faithful and I've taken you from glory to glory and I've been the wind beneath your wings? How many times, Christians? I'm preaching to myself, by the way. How many times? Does it take for us to finally realize that, yeah, he's in the boat and he has the power to calm the wind and the sea? So we don't need to freak out. The apostles' lack of faith reminds us that even those who lived and walked with Jesus that literally saw his miracles and heard his message still found it difficult to be 100% faith-filled all the time. So you're in good company. Thank God. You're in good company. But in that way, the disciples were a lot like us. However, their lack of faith was rebuked. And by extension, so is ours. If Jesus was able to uh, rescue the apostles from the storm... He's also able to rescue us from the storms of life every single day. Sickness, job loss, marital problems, even the sting of death. He is willing and he's able. He wants to give us the peace that passes understanding that's available in the spirit. He wants us to come out from among them. He wants us to have the faith because without faith it's impossible to please God. He wants us to wake up and be about his business. He wants it to make you know us to make it about him, not the idols of this world, not the challenges of this world, not the fears of this world, not all the bombastic headlines and whatever clickbait or whatever the latest influencer is saying is going to happen tomorrow and panic, panic, panic. I'm going to tell you something. I I really believe God has got me to a point, and it's taken me a long time to get here. 
that I just, I'm just, I'm done with panicking. I'm done with worrying. I'm, I'm just done. I mean, does it mean I'll never worry or I'll never panic? Well, no, I'm human. There may be something that happens. I'm not saying that I won't ever, but I'm just saying like the level that I used to get so stressed and so worried about these things, I'm, I've just had to learn because of the level of warfare, had to learn to lay things down. I just, I have to be able to disconnect from the egregious, you know, horrible, horrific things that are happening, evil storms of this life, the waves that are crashing, the economic peril, the 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 reprobate leadership. I mean, just the demonic, demonic, demonic stuff that's going on. Doesn't mean I don't recognize it. Doesn't mean I don't know that it's not demonic. Doesn't mean I don't speak about it. I talk about it. But that's not where I'm living. I can't. I can't live there. I can't. What place does light have with darkness? I can't live there. I can't let that be my reality because my reality is that the Lord and Savior of my life, the one that set me free from the bond of sin and death, the one that took me out of a messed up life and totally turned around my life and has been faithful time and time and time again, the one that the word of God talks about, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available and in me. And how could I possibly... How could I possibly negate that fact? How could I overlook the fact that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, is on my team, is on my side? Because I'm on his side, his side of truth. That's my desire. My desire is his. His desire is, is to, to, to bless me, as he said, uh, you know, life and life more abundantly. In it, but not of it. Hope in the future. Promises, yes and amen. The gates of hell will not prevail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. He's with us even until the end of the age. He made us in his likeness and image. This is who we serve. And it takes us being on fire. We've got to be on fire. If we're not on fire, we're missing it. Jesus is like, you still don't have the faith. Like, have you still no faith? Because I told you without faith, you can't even please me. So how is it that you've seen these things? You're bit, I'm right here physically with you. Why don't you believe? What is it going to take? What else can I do to prove it to you that I'm God? I mean, what else do you need at this point? And that's what I feel like he's saying to his ecclesia and his body. It's like, do you get it? Do you get it that I'm with you? Do you get it that I'm here? Do you get it that I'm in the boat with you? Like, it's going to be okay. Yes, the storms of this life are raging. The water is filling your boat, but I'm in the stern, chilling here right with you. Don't be like the apostles that got rebuked. Don't be like the people that didn't have the faith. What do we need to do to get more? What is it going to take? Like, what do we need to do? Do we need to get more in the word? Do we need to take a retreat somewhere? Do we need to get alone with him? Like, what is it going to take? Is it going to take something bad to happen for us to finally call upon him? What is it going to take, friends? I mean, if the remnant doesn't get it, who does? Is there a remnant of a remnant? I mean, what? at what point? I mean, this is what the Lord was saying here. It's like, have you still no faith? It's crazy. Now, when Jesus 
He gave the orders to go over to the other side. He knew the storm was coming. I want you to get this. When he gave those orders, hey, we're going we're gonna to go over there. We're going to get away. He knew exactly what was coming. He's outside of time. Of course he knew what was coming. And he's, he's you know, he's omnipresent, omnis, omnificent. Um, you know, even though the storm was brewing, he, he decided to go out there. He decided, like, you know, it's okay. Like, it's going to be okay. He's like the best leader ever, you know? I mean, he's God. He's the creator. I mean, talk about leadership. Like, he's, he's the leader. He's, you don't get a better leader than him. He gave the orders. Go over to the other side. He knew the storm was coming. And even though the storm was brewing, he decided to launch out to sea. And the Lord never promised that we would never see a storm in this life, as a matter of fact. He told us to expect trouble. In John 16, 33, it says, like, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. You know, he's promised that he will be with us in the storm. He will never leave his children alone in the midst of trouble. All right, listen, you got to stay tuned because I'm, we're about to close this whole thing up here. And I think this is going to be very important. So stay tuned. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. We're right back after this break. Make sure you tune in to the podcast and the radio show. We're on Facebook at Real Todd Coconado. We'd love to see you on there. Uh, we do a Sunday service every Sunday. There's a lot of different ways that you can listen to the broadcast that we do. Uh, PastorTodd.org is, of course, one of the best places that you can go. PastorTodd.org or ToddCoconado.com. Help support all the things that we're doing. We appreciate you so much. We'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show on this amazing day. So thankful that you're here, and I hope that you're getting something out of this. I'm not here to beat you down, by the way. This this applies to all of us. It's from the Word of God. You know, look, I think it's important we understand these kingdom dynamics and principles. The, the bottom line is Jesus gave the orders. We're talking about the fact that Jesus is in the boat. No storm is too big. No trial is too big. No test is too big. No no situation is too big. Listen, as long as you have the faith and you pray, God is going to move. He's going to move in your situation. Something is going to happen. Pray until something happens. The faithful fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. And we were talking about the fact that Jesus knew he gave the orders to go over to the other side. He knew the storm was coming, but because he's, you know, I'm omnificent. I always say that wrong. I'm omnificent. <laughs> I'm probably botching it. Um, it's O-M-N-I-S-C-I-E-N-T. Uh, that's found in John uh, 2.25, by the way. And I'll put these notes up on my Facebook page, at Real Todd Coconut, if you want to check them out from today's broadcast. There, sometimes it's helpful to have the notes. But even when the storm was brewing, he decided to launch out to sea 
And he never promised that there wasn't going to be a storm. He just promised that he will be with us in the storm and he will never leave his children alone in the midst of the trouble. And so with perseverance, you're going to overcome. With perseverance, you're going to, you're going to thrive. You're going to live. You're going to get past it. You will live. You will not die. I'm I'm declaring that and decreeing it over your situation, whatever it is today. You will live. You will not die. The Lord is with you. He goes before you. Like in 2 Chronicles 20, he's going to fight your battle, whatever that battle is. He's in the boat, and we have to understand the significance of it. This passage not only reveals Jesus' true humanity in, in being fully God and fully man, but also his deity. Because only God can make the winds and the water obey him. Which, you know, by the way, uh, one, one quick word of Christ from Christ and, and the storm and the sea became calm in Mark 4.39. One word. That's what I want you to understand. That's why his first action, his first thing that he did when he awakened wasn't even to come because he already knew that was done. That was, it is finished. The gates of hell will not prevail. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It is finished. It is written. It is done. Your situation, Satan is under your feet. He's given you authority to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given you authority to pull down the strongholds in the name of Jesus. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It is written. It is written. So he didn't have to wake up and immediately, he didn't bounce up and say, oh my gosh, the storm. Oh my gosh, stop storm. No, he woke up and rebuked first the lack of faith from his people, from his followers, because he already knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was able to stop the stupid storm, okay? That wasn't even a problem. That wasn't even an issue for him. One quick word and the storm stopped. The apostles marveled at this powerful display of Jesus' supernatural ability over the elements. This can be immensely comforting to the Christian in the storm. Faith in Christ is never misplaced. You hear what I just said? I'm going to say it again. Faith in Christ is never misplaced. Okay? If he can calm the storms of the sea with one word, he can calm the storms of life with one word as well. He's in the boat with you. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but there's, I think there's a woman that's on the broadcast. I just feel like I'm speaking prophetically. Somebody needs to hear this right now. And you're in a very difficult marriage. And you've been praying and calling upon the name of the Lord. And you're wondering if God hears you. And I just want to confirm to you today that is no mistake, number one, that you're listening to today's broadcast. And number two, God hears your prayers. To the person out there who's lonely, you think you're alone right now. You're not alone. He's in the boat with you. You think you've been overlooked. No, here's what's going on. Let me explain. You're not only not overlooked, but because of the anointing on your life, God is putting something together so amazing and so powerful and so unique that it's far better than like everybody else around you situation. So hold on. You're about to see a major breakthrough. But that's why it's taking time because it's going to be better so much better these other people they just got like a little something you're getting the whole enchilada hold on 
God's working and moving on your behalf. See, that's the thing. Sometimes we just want everything right now. Do it now, Lord. God says, look, if I did it now, it wouldn't be the full impact of what's about to happen. When I do it, it's going to be so powerful and so remarkable that everybody's going to see what I did in your situation, in your life. It's going to be a testimony, an anointing. Hallelujah. How do I get on fire, pastor? I want to be on fire. We'll start believing that Jesus is in the boat with you and that he has the power to calm the storm and walk in that truth. Walk in it, own it, live it, learn it, love it, understand it. That's the reality. That's the reality. So we we got a couple of key takeaways from today. And if you take these kingdom dynamics and principles with you throughout your life, this is going to significantly change the way you look at things. Because we've got to learn, listen, a smart man learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. The, the, the apostles made a mistake. They didn't trust and believe that God had the power. Well, of course he does. That's why when he awakened, he wasn't concerned about the storm because that was a given. Like one word, boom, it's done, it's finished. Your whole situation could change tomorrow. This thing that looks so big, all God's got to do is just boom, that's it, done. Shifted, changed, shifted. Oh my gosh, my daughter, my son, they're, they're in rebellion. Pastor, you have no idea. It's so evil. It's so wicked. Yeah, well, you keep praying, mom. You keep praying, mama and dad. Just do it. Pray, 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 stand, pray, believe, pray, stand, believe. Faith, faith, believe, stand, declare, decree. He's in the boat. He's in the boat. He has the power to calm the storm. That storm, that weapon that, that, that's, that's looking so evil, Look at it directly in the face and say, in Jesus' name, you have no authority over me. In Jesus' name, you have no authority over my situation. Your marriage is in turmoil. Take a stand today. In Jesus' name, God, you're in the boat. Jesus, you're in the boat. You have the power to calm the storm. I break this assignment of hell over my marriage in the name of Yahshua, in the name of Jesus. I break it. I break it now. Thank you, Lord. What's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Declare and decree. Call upon the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. Why don't we do this? Confidence. We've got to have confidence. And I talked a little bit about over-spiritualization. Okay, that's the other, the other angle, the other side of everything. Everything's super, you know, somebody walking around like a Christian alien They've lost touch with reality and, and, and the world and people because they're just so weird. Don't be like that. Just be you. Just be real. But you, you can you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. Listen, we only got about two more minutes here. And so I want to I kind of finish my thoughts because I, I want to pray for you, first of all, that you have an encounter with the living God over this revelation today that Jesus is in the boat. He has the power to calm the storm. Don't be one of these Christians that's panic struck by everything. You know, panic that here's a video. Oh my gosh, everything's crashing. Everything's, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get bumpy. Learn to be a good surfer. Surf the waves. (laughs) Christians, listen to me. Learn to be good surfers. You know, the best surfers out there love the big waves. There's going to be some big waves. Start surfing them. 
Become a Jesus surfer. Just get out there and surf the, the storm. And just remember that God is, he's got the authority, the ability to cancel the storm, to conquer the storm. It, nothing is too big for him. Nothing's too scary. He knows it's all happening. He's outside of time. He's with us. We are going to be a generation of believers that understand our authority in Jesus Christ. We understand who we are, what we're able to do, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. No more talk. This isn't about talk. It's about action. We're going to do it. We're going to stand. Stand for righteousness. Stand for truth. Stand for the word of God. Know your identity. So, Lord, I just thank you for everybody that's listening right now. I thank you for this word today. I pray that it it bears witness in our spirit. It takes root in our heart. You say your word does not return back void. And so we just say yes to your word, yes to your will, yes to your way. Thank you that your word is true. It is the sword of the spirit i just bless your name bless this person listening today let them leave today encouraged strengthened their faith renewed in their faith lord empowered you are in the boat and you have the power to calm the wind in jesus name amen bless you 